seemed to run straight at him, and all of a sudden, he was on his back. Oh, my goodness gracious me. What has Zidane done? Oh, wow! In your life have you seen anything like that? Yes. Hello and welcome to the Professor and Barney podcast. So wonderful to have your company. Thanks for joining us. Very special afternoon planned. You've gone old school with the intro to that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Just thought I'd uh, sex it up a bit. Hello, everybody. Um, it is episode 24. Barney, how do I find you? You find me well. Uh, fresh off uh, a day of joke writing yesterday for the back page. Um, you did, and I, I sat and I um, went through every joke you did this morning with you. Yep. And, and and a couple of them were okay. Yeah, overall you gave me a seven. A seven. I, I, out did. Of, uh, I think your scale's out of forty-eight. It is Just seven. Um, that's all good. We also joined, of course, by Tommy Erskine, the tuxedo down in Watson's Bay. How are you, mate? Yeah, really good, guys. How are we? Super duper. Um, and alongside you there in the window is Nick Rado coming in from Eden Park today. Nick, is that right? Yep. Are you? That's right. I've uh, hired out the corporate box and uh, let me tell you, it's $10,000 well spent for a podcast that goes out for free. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, if you, uh, are, if you can get on and look at our vodcast, Nick looks like he's sitting uh, in one of the stands uh, at Eden. Sorry, Nick is sitting. Yeah, sorry, Nick. Yeah. At sorry, yeah. One of the stands. 10000 bucks, <laughs> Nick. That's, that's not bad. Yeah. As they say, you've got to spend money to make money. Um, what they also that's say right. is you do have to spend money to lose money, Nick. I don't mm. know which one you've yeah. landed on, given the podcast well, is free and you get paid nothing for it. Uh, I'm assuming <laughs> yeah. this is just a, a tax write-off. Yeah, you would assume that, but um, I actually did it. There's, they do some amazing little pies here, miniature mince, <laughs> mince pies, and uh, I'm just I'm in it for the pies. So um, for $10,000, Bowden Barrett actually um, brings it to your, your corporate box, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> brings it. To your corporate mm. box. Yeah. That's you right. You keep that the, sort of uh, smut on a different podcast. Thank you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what this is about. Yes. Single entendres only. Thank you, Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what. Literal meaning only. What artisan, we asked you this last week, which artisan craft have you turned mm. your hand to this week? What have you got for uh, us? This, this week, boys, I've, um, I've started making surfboards. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I can't surf. Last work, eh? Oh, mate, I'm fibering that glass. I've got little things in my fingers. It's a, it's a pain in the ass, but they don't tell you not to breathe the stuff in when you've got the disc sander on it because uh, my lungs are prickly. But, uh, no, other than that, other than that, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just joining the Waxheads and Findix. I'm killing it. <laughs> Yeah. What's the name of the What's the name of the company, uh, Tommy? What's the name of the company? Yeah, because you've had uh, obviously your other podcast, Crush It and Brush It, but obviously mm. this is a surfing business. Um, what kind of <laughs> What kind of What kind of Tommy Tuxedo name have we got for the surfing business? Um, it's called Oh Buoyant uh, Blue Balls. So it's um, I, I uh, I'm specialising in in slightly thicker thicker boards. For, okay. The, the gentleman that like eating a little more. Oh, so, tell me, I'll, oh. Be, uh, I'll be coming over. <laughs> yeah, you got it's a like nice Malibu t- for me. <laughs> yeah, it's like shopping a big and tall. You're doing that of, for yeah. surfboards. That is, mate. That is a great yeah. thing for you to do for society. So, mm. so the bigger yeah, gents no, no, no. and yeah. ladies can still get out there and surf. Absolutely, it's for the people who don't want to touch the water at all. Pretty can much. I, and look, Tommy, this is the time. This is the time of year people are looking to get into surfing too. Midwinter. Oh, it's beautiful in there. I was in there this morning. It's a it's a, it's a lovely balmy twelve degrees. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Can I just make a slight change? Um, a recommendation for your name, Tommy. Yes. Uh, what about O Danny Boyant? Yeah, O Danny Boyant. That's a good <laughs> yeah. one. The yeah. waves, the yeah. waves are calling. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. very oh, good. Nick. This oh, I like it. Itself. It does. Wonderful. All right, <laughs> make some of that money back. Your ten grand back then. Yeah. Nick, yeah. Doing ads for Tommy's nine thousand nine hundred to go. Now it's wonderful to have you you both here joining us. Uh, do you, Barney, did you want to explain what the podcast is for first time listeners this week? Yeah, I'll give it a crack. Um, basically, what we do is we find an event that happened in the sporting week, and uh, we use that as inspiration to dive deep into the sporting annals. Yes, and. And uh, we find other times uh, it, it has happened and we uh, we basically just chat about that. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Mm. It's pretty good. Strap yourselves in. Um, but before we get into that, we'd like to get you, Tommy, to read us a quick review. We encourage our listeners and viewers to leave reviews on uh, on our podcast, preferably five stars. Um 
and we're looking for praise. We never find it. So what have you have you got one this week, Tommy? And Hosko, yeah, if you're got, listening, we can whack up the old graphic here, Hosko. All right, let's yeah, go got for one it. for you, boys. Here we go. Uh, it's called it's it's entitled Quite a Pickle uh, by Andy M73. Um, if uh, if you're after discussion on pastels, watercolors, and the latest in oil paints, this is the podcast for you. If instead you're after a podcast where there is an insane sports banter, then you've come to the wrong place. The tale of Tommy's sourdough starter and his pickling recipe is not to be missed. Glorious work, chaps. Looking forward to how this little Kiwi <laughs> hobbit works the All Blacks into another discussion about the merits of landscape paintings of Newcastle. That's very good, <laughs> yes. Andy M73. Very good. That's one of the well best done. we've had. Does that warrant either a surfboard or maybe some pickle juice? Or what do you got for him, Tommy? Mm. Uh, no, depending on his weight, we might be able to get him a, a surfboard made. Um, yeah, no, we'll... Uh, well, we'll if he's uh, not we'll, heavy enough, you're just not going to do it. No, obviously not, because I have a... I've got an MO and I need a stick to it. Um, branding, so, branding. Yeah, exactly. All if you're right. not if you're not 120 kegs, you're not getting a board. That's right. Subway sandwiches don't sell cookies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. What am I made of fiberglass? Uh, okay. Um, let's get into it here. Um, who wants to? Who who is explaining what the story is this week? Tommy, I don't know, is that written here? Tommy does Tommy? the in the light he, of. Yeah, he does in the light of, but he seems to palm it off every second week. I'm nervous that he's going to palm well, it off to me. Last I don't, week too, he yeah. said on the back of. You said on the back of. You didn't say in the light of. Look at you go. God, he we're proud of you. said the back of a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got for us, Tommy? So, guys, in the light of, off Booyah. the back of, um, <laughs> we are looking at how Jeff Tuvey – um, yeah, Manly's favourite son has thrown his hat into the ring uh, to replace Stephen Kearney at the uh, at the New Zealand Warriors. Lest we forget. Uh, lest we forget Kearney. But, um, yeah, so we're looking at uh, uh, traders, either players or coaches or, or whoever in sport that has gone to another team and uh, that, that have sort of been traders in sport. Now, we so that's our topic for the week. Tooves as a trader because it's an Aussie that's going to coach a Kiwi team mm. of us, us Australians. Is that what it is? Correct. That is, is it. That it's like Wayne Bennett coaching England. It's like Robbie Dean's Rob, uh, coaching like Eddie, the Wallabies. Ed, yeah, uh, Wallabies. Yeah. Eddie Jones coaching some every, country. Every other um, team. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But yeah. Nick, as a, as a Kiwi mm. hobbit, mm. do you want Tooves over there coaching the side? Yeah, big fan of his playing days. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I think we want somebody – listen, I think being a fan of the Warriors for quite some time, I think we're going to do something a little bit different this time and get someone who's who's good um, at coaching. <laughs> Jeez, that's so, revolutionary. Yeah. Are you sure you're we're, ready we for that? I don't know. We're um, we're open to new idea. Listen, it's all out, in the, it's all out the window now, so – um, we thought this was our year because it's only half a season, so there's no sort of peaks and troughs with this. There's no yeah, time for like but, having but, a good start or a no. A, but what you've lost minute. is you've lost the origin window, which mm. is when uh, the Warriors win their six games. That's right, that, because all the best players are out, so that's not there anymore mm. to oh. avoid relegation. Yeah, so <laughs> Tooves would be familiar I mean, with with Kiwis too, being on the northern beaches for as long. The northern beaches of Sydney are uh, riddled with Kiwis. Aren't um, they? As the only yeah. member of the, the group here that lives on the northern beaches, you keep your opinions about where I live yourself. <laughs> You're shy about well, That's it. a yes. That's a yes. And we don't, just, you don't just, use the term riddle for anything <laughs> where I live. <laughs> Other <laughs> than venereal disease. <laughs> yeah. um, that just happens so, to be but, wherever he lives. <laughs> but, I mean, I think the Warriors, uh, I think Tooves would be a great fit for yeah, the Warriors. So. But mm. I, I, going off what Nick said, like they're making a good decision, like, can you imagine how good the Warriors would be when they start hiring good players, not just good coaches? Like they will, they'll go got, gangbusters. They got heaps of good players. They got Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Yeah, mm. sorry, that's, that's who, who? three right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tuz, and being a manly supporter, I mm. thought Tuz was very hard done by when they moved on one of our favourite sons because he took us to the final in 2013. Yeah, they didn't really cut him much slack, did they? No, and he, he had an amazing win record. It was up in the high 60s, and they just all of a sudden wanted Trent Barrett instead of Oh, uh, You know what happened? They've looked into Trent Barrett's eyes, 
and they just and got lost. Oh my god, got lost in the eyes. Yeah, we need more of this. Or he so, took his shirt off. One of the yeah. two. Mount Smart Stadium's just. Uh, I think it's just that way. Um, I'm just pointing <laughs> um, over my shoulder because it's just down the road from Eden Park. Right, um, oh, it's up in the sky, is it? Yeah, aerial stadium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We uh, we've got a lot of um, drone uh, type um, uh, situation here, but basically, uh, well, it is Mount Smart, those, you know. It is Mount Smart. Mm. Yeah, it's Mount mm-hmm. Smart technology. Is what the, the lights um, there turn on automatically mm. when players are on the field, it's, and let's just remember, it's very annoying when people applaud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. But also, let's just – well, there's not a lot of applause that's going on at Mount Smart lately, let's that's face it. That's why the lights are always on. You can always see the Warriors losing. That's the, um, that's the motto. That's, that's, in a wood, that's in a banner up the, up the top as you enter the stadium. Let's also but, remember um, Mount Smart is the place where that wonderful sign was held up, the Let's Gone Warriors. Mm. That's right, Yeah. Just uh, also, wonderfully Ed smart. Played there too. Did so he? There's lots of lot of yeah, a lot of history. A lot of history. <laughs> a lot of history um, in the last six months. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, um, what but was yeah, it? for yep. those of you, yeah, for those for those um, you know um, Kiwi listeners, I guess, what do we? What can we expect from um, Tuvi? Like we. Uh, don't we know much? We don't know much about him. What What are the top three strengths of Tubes? What What do we get from passion for him? Passion, as a coach? Yeah. Oh, he's a passionate man. So we'll often be. It was Sundays, wasn't it? The yeah. Tubes was was on the show after us, and he would often, if you got him in the, but you know where you get changed in the change rooms before. If you got Tubes and you got him on a topic, rugby league topic, oh, he was just he. We wouldn't let it go. What he was or brilliant, just, just right into it, just. As simple as how's the weekend been, Tooves? And he's right into it. Just, just very passionate man. I, I really hope he gets it because. And I'd he looks be... and sounds a little bit like Gollum. So I mean, he'll be returning home. <laughs> That's Lord a of the very Rings good style. point. Yes, it's a very good uh, point. sounds. Yeah, he does. He's <laughs> got mad hairy feet too. So yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's great. That's so great. the topic then. Is um, we're looking at we're looking at traitors. I don't think traitors is the right word, but it, it might maybe people will click on it because it says traitors. They'll they'll yeah. think it's juicy. Let's, maybe let's clickbait this. Yeah, yeah. People who are dead to them, dead to us as a you know. Okay. Oh, I'm, I don't know about that with the three I've chosen at the start. Oh really? But, uh, Oh, yeah, they're colleagues. Yeah. Yeah, let's not talk about Let's go soft on the trader talk, shall we? Um, well, Barney, it, you, you want me lead, to lead yeah, us off? Yeah, why not? Hey, Barney, yeah, straight what about, is this, is this better? Maybe they made great financial decisions. Yeah, yeah they set their families up. Mm. Yes. Well, the, fir- <laughs> the first one um, is is was a close colleague of ours, uh, Brett Finch. Um, uh, our mate Finchie, who uh, had a career with a number of different clubs, he wasn't the uh, wasn't the most let's stick out a contract kind of a guy. But um, 2009, <laughs> uh, 2009 was a good year for Finchie. He started uh, 2009. He was uh, playing in the halves at the Parramatta Eels. He was with our other mate Hindy. Um, they had a good good side that year. Um, but we get four rounds in, and Finchie's. Finchie's on contract to the end of 2011, decides four rounds in, I've had enough, guys. I need I need to be let go. Uh, he says that Coach Daniel Anderson, uh, maybe not the bloke to lead uh, lead Parramatta forward. So he, he goes, for a week he's without a contract. A week later he gets picked up by a little club called the Melbourne Storm. Um, season rolls on, grand final rolls around. Melbourne Storm, would you know it, bloody in it, mm. going up against... Finchie's old club, oh. the Parramatta Eels. So uh, Finchie has to – he's at the grand final breakfast, doesn't know which side of the room to sit, um, sits on the right side, sits with the Storm. Uh, they end up winning 23-16 over his old team. Uh, he is the bloke who um, obviously since then uh, Melbourne Storm have had that uh, that premiership rescinded because they believe they were over the salary cap. Yes. That's but correct. Finchie still claims that premiership because even if it goes back to Parramatta, he was still being paid by Parramatta. Right. So uh, <laughs> he's, he's uh, more than happy way. to claim it either way. Yeah. Finchie's the real winner in 2009. Um, but it's not just Finchie. Uh, honourable mention to Finchie. Another honourable mention is to another uh, another colleague, uh, staying in the rugby league world, um, who debuted with the Storm, once again the Storm feature, in 2004. 
this character between 2004 and 2017 played 325 games for the Melbourne Storm. Uh, this guy's name is Cooper Cronk. Um, he won premierships with them in 2012, 2017, and he also won two asterisks in 2007 and 2009. <laughs> um but 2017, after a long and distinguished career, his career is like, you know, coming to coming – In its towards, twilight. It's in its twilight. Mm. And uh, he decides that he needs to leave Melbourne Storm because he's in love. He's engaged to Beautiful. Uh, Tara Rushton, another colleague of ours here at Fox, and uh, he decides she she lives and works in Sydney. I'm going to move uh, to Sydney. I'm going to finish out my career in Sydney. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of speculation. Where's he going to go in Sydney? Like you know, there's there's clubs that need a uh, halfback of his uh, of his calibre to help them steer them through. He goes to a little battling club uh, known as the Sydney Roosters. Um, yeah, interesting that they went for uh, a half that wasn't one of their juniors. Yeah, because yeah. they have a long history. <laughs> so, yeah, I know they're they're real pride. They are in bloody nurturing young rugby league yeah. players. <laughs> are they are they second division? Am I right in saying that they're second yeah. division? No, are they they've like moved subbies? up, Tommy. No, they've moved oh. up. Mm. Yeah, they have. Oh, this was, okay. a, this was okay. a real David and Goliath. Well, it's more of a Goliath and Goliath story, really. <laughs> <laughs> you don't hear as much about. It's a Pilatus and Goliath. <laughs> yeah. Um, somehow. Somehow, somehow they managed to woo him. Uh, so he plays 2018. He wins a premiership with his new club, uh, <clears throat> defeating his old club in the grand final. Now, over that whole season, there is some speculation. Has he had a falling out with other key playmakers? There is an incident with uh, with his old uh, mate Cameron Smith um, in, a, in a, one of the lead-up matches. There's... There's a, an allegation that maybe Smith was had his hand around his neck when he was on the ground, um, but he plays through a broken scapula to defeat to defeat his old team and uh, goes back to back as the only player that year to go back to back, being that he'd won the previous. Hey Barney, can yeah. you show us where the scapula is? Scapula in there, Tommy. In there for oh. podcast listeners. Um, yeah. Look, I'll put a link to uh, to anatomy in the, in <laughs> Actually, the description of the yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I mean, have you guys ever broken a scapula? I've actually, <laughs> I've actually broken one. Did you? Did you uh, play in a grand final and win with a broken scapula? No, no I was doing. Uh, I, was, I was cooking up a, an order of omelets, and um, it, that bloody it, it, it broke on me. So, <laughs> yeah. You're thinking of a spatula? <laughs> oh, yeah, I've yeah. melted. A, I've melted a couple of scapulas before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, I was trying uh, to turn my rotty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, you order scapulas with your fish and chips, don't you, Tommy? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'll have three scapulas, a potato cake, and... Are you making rotties now, Tommy? You... I have made a rotty in the past, yes. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually a, I'm a connoisseur of flatbreads, so this. whatever you What other flatbreads do you do, mate? Oh, mate, I can do a Lebanese flatbread. Can you do a naan? Can, can you do a garlic can... naan? Can I do a naan? I mean, next question. <laughs> Tommy, last week we'd find out about his sourdough. Now, look, all breads, leaven or unleavened, Tommy's your man. Let me ask Absolutely, you this. Absolutely, mate. If you had the choice. And I, and but- I try all my own product, as you can see. Yeah. <laughs> if you had the choice between, for the rest of your life, you can only have naan or, or roti, which one are you going for? Ooh, oh, roti, because it's just flaky as all get out. <laughs> Like you've, every week you, you swear there. on this Tommy podcast and all of a sudden you're holding back when we're talking about flatbreads. Um, all right. Hey, um, isn't it a roti, by the way? Well, I don't know. I, I always say – I don't know what I say. <laughs> Look Tom? how disgusted Tommy is with that. Is it a roti or a roti? Oh, Tommy, I believe your family God. owned large parts of India for a while. Please explain. <laughs> it's a, I call it a roti, um, but that's because I just don't want to sound like a f- Quit saying roti. Um, What's the time there? Yeah. I'll have to go in and beat that one. Yeah. Well, it's, it's flaky Thanks, as all get out. <laughs> and you go on and sound like Oh, jeez. Um, so let's bring this back. Bring it back, yeah. yes. But my number one, um, and this one I'm more comfortable calling uh, calling using the T word, the traitor word, um, because <clears> both <throat> Cooper and Brett uh, Finch have done very well themselves. I should say that, um, yeah, not only did he did Cooper win the premiership in 2018, but in 2019 won a premiership, but along the way knocked out his old team again from the finals. Oh, the can I just say how wonderful it was watching those two teams play against each other in that grand final? And, mm. you know, uh, a lot of people might say, look, everybody hates those teams, um, including me. Yeah. And um, I just <laughs> – but I enjoyed watching that 
grand final. I didn't watch that one. I'll be honest. You didn't watch it? No. How do you watch the Storm versus the Stinking Roosters? Well, you hope the referees win. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they're away. Yeah. They won last thing, year, didn't they? Didn't they? What? I tell, you how, I tell you how you watch it and enjoy it is just focus on the losing team. Whatever you do, just focus on the losing team and just really get around them. And just, because and watching either of those two teams lose is. Oh, it's a it good is one oh, to watch them lose. That's a very good point. This is, this is a an odd sequence where uh, the glass half empty is actually make you feel better, yeah. Tommy. <laughs> yeah, well done. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, God. empty that bloody glass. That's for sure. This is, uh, this is see, this is bleeding over from Tom's philosophy podcast. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> a good one. What's that one called, yeah. Tommy? <laughs> um, it is called iPod. Therefore, uh, I am. Um, it, it's called the Stinky Thinker. Um, <laughs> the Stinky <Love> it. Thinker. <laughs> the Stinky uh, Thinker. Love it. <laughs> um, all right. Sorry. So, what's your third one here, Bone? Um, this man, I am comfortable. Sonny Bill Williams. So, Sonny Bill Williams uh, debuts as an eighteen-year-old in the NRL uh, for uh, the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, comes off uh, playing off the bench. He wins a grand final in his first year, defeating uh, the Sydney Roosters. Um, so good year for everyone um, except the Roosters. Um, he resigns uh, in 2005. He, does, he re-signs in 2005, I should say. Resigns and re-signs. <laughs> Mate, I know. How is that uh, not a... Is there a hyphen in, in when you re-sign? Is there a hyphen? I don't know. The English language sucks. Yeah, this is not good. Yeah. Um, so I feel you- like it's hard. It's hard to walk into an office uh, and dramatically just go. I'm resigning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's a different context yeah. in it. <laughs> <laughs> but, so he uh, he resigns with the Bulldogs for two years in 2005. So 2007 rolls around. There's a heap of speculation. What's he going to do? Um, there's offers everywhere. He's obviously <coughs> a, uh, a big name player. He's uh, got a lot of potential. He's on the way up in his career. Um, but the Bulldogs lock him down, and they lock him down on a five year, two point five yeah. million dollar contract. Put a ring on it. That's what they say. That's what they they say they've got him. They've got him. They go. We, we've got him to the end of 2012. Little did they know, 2008 was one of the years between then and 2012. And 2008 was when he decided, <laughs> I'm going to get a new manager and I am going to walk out on this contract. Mm. He went over to play French rugby. Can I intercept with a bit of a story here about? Yeah, please do. Do you remember the Footy Show did an, an exclusive interview with Sonny Bill? Yes. In his villa in France. Mm. Um, in the Erskine Villa. Yes. Um, and yeah. he trashed the joint, did by he? the way. Oh, what a joke. Oh. So friend of mine was the, he'll remain nameless, was the producer that managed to go over with a camera crew to find Sonny Bill. Now they were, the, the man, Sonny Bill's management were very concerned uh, because obviously he was kind of, you know, pushed out of the country. There was like a media scrum that followed him. So they didn't want the rest of, you know, there was crews, Channel 7 crews, Channel 10 crews over in, in um, France. They didn't want them to know where he was. So it became this very sort of, you know, clandestine, like him being handed notes by people in cafes and stuff oh, saying, wow. go to this spot and oh. someone will tell you where we are, go to this spot. Da Vinci code stuff. It was, yeah, solve absolutely. The, solve the riddle. I mean, he was getting phone calls in the middle of the night and stuff. Anyway, he ends up at like 3 a.m. in the middle of this field in the back of it. It was Toulouse, wasn't it? He was in the back of Toulouse. Was it Toulon or Toulouse? Toulon. Toulon. In Toulon. the back of nowhere, right? They don't know where they are. They're lost, they're cold, they're hungry. All of a sudden, this giant ute pulls up and a guy toots the horn and <laughs> he said it was terrifying. This this guy opened, like, wound down the window, it was pitch black and he it looked like the predator and he was like, oh, are you so-and-so? Oh, do you mind getting in the car with me? And he was like, I've never been so terrified. It was Tana Umanga. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> wow. So he was at the time the coach of yes. Delon. Sonny Bill was staying with Tana. Imagine at 3 a.m. in the morning. Oh, in France. Do you remember his hair? In France. Like, he was, I mean, he was... He was an intimidating man, yeah. like a physical specimen of a man. But then my friend and then they like, put it. Then they put them all in dog collars and leashed them to the back of the tray, which I thought was an interesting <laughs> way of carting them around. Hey, Tana didn't want him to fall off. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he said, "Tana, lovely man." And then they obviously went and they interviewed Sonny Bill. But it was it was um, the, the whole story behind it. It was very yeah. Da Vinci. Code. Oh, and it was massive. It was like a massive story at the time. Like you know, the NRL feel betrayed. He'll never come back to the NRL. You know. The, 
that you'll never be allowed back. The Bulldogs have been done over. So he goes off, plays some uh, plays some rugby, joins Toulon, plays a couple of years for Toulon, then plays uh, Super Rugby. Um, does it does a year with the Crusaders, 2011. Um, okay, you're going to stick with the Crusaders, not so much. Let's play with the Chiefs in 2012. Not big on loyalty. They won it that year, didn't they? Was that he won yeah. it with the Chiefs, didn't he? Their first, mm, they've made, yeah. and he won it with the Crusaders as well, didn't he? That's right, yeah. Yeah, he's so, a winner. He is. He's a winner with the Bulldogs. Yeah, just move around. Yeah, um, and then so <laughs> he doesn't um, go anywhere to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tommy. Do you want to head off? Got mate? him. Yes, got him. Got him. <laughs> got him. Yes. See you, yes. mate. So, 2013 Woo! rolls around. He's obviously had some success. Yeah. You well, you're going to stay with Super Rugby? Nah. Coming back to Rugby League, people are like, well, obviously he's got to go back and make it up to the Bulldogs. Not so much. Um, he turns out with that little battling club again, mm. the Sydney Roosters, yeah. uh, after a handshake deal with uh, Nick Politis, mm-hmm. apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so he manages, to, he plays 2013 and 14 uh, with the Roosters, winning a premiership in 2013. Against Tooves. <laughs> against, against, yeah, against Manly in the grand final. Um, they won the Minor Premiership in 2014, but uh, get beaten by the Bunnies in the pre- prelim. That's right. That's is that the same as the Minor? Is that the same? Same as the minor premiership, Barney. <laughs> what do I call it? What do you say, minia? The minia. The minia. <laughs> yes, it's Steve. like the one you win before you win yeah. the minor premiership. It's the like JJ slightly Gilman smaller one. Shield, Less Tommy. Of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, so no they, just, yeah. They won that, and um, <laughs> anyway, so he's having success in rugby rugby league. Obviously, this is going to be your future. Not so much. I'm heading back to rugby union. 2015 plays for the Chiefs. Again, um, okay, you're going to sign a long-term contract. Now, nah, 2016, I'm going to spend all my time trying to play rugby sevens. Plays rugby sevens then. 2017, back to the Blues. And uh, I believe that's where he was up until 2019. Which he's now in America. Yes. Playing for the New, is he in New the York? Red Bulls or the New York, what are they called? Or is he in Toronto? No, he he's might. in the Wolfpack. He's in the Toronto Wolfpack. Wolfpack. Toronto yeah. Wolfpack, yeah. So for now, for now, we'll be we'll – Keep you updated. <laughs> this is Sunny Bill career tracker. Yeah, I heard that he might be playing for the Blues again. Fair Dinkum? Yeah, because he's New South Wales Blues. That's great. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the right. speed, speed Blitz Blues too. Oh, he's playing cricket. cricket. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a I Kiwi. He's going to be a good medium pacer. <laughs> <laughs> Express medium, we call it. That's, uh, that's very good, Barney. <laughs> Wonderful stories. That I give that a seven. Oh, good. Out of 10. Excellent. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And also, Barney, what I'd like to add as well, an amazing way to bring up a, a fantastic uh, twice-winning World Cup All Black. So, what did he play Sonny, for the All Blacks? Sonny Bill Williams. All Black. Yeah. Not on his Wikipedia mm. page, mate. Okay. For, for oh, those of you at home that. playing Nick Ratto Bingo, yeah. just <laughs> mention the stupid All Blacks again. The podcast <laughs> drinking game and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. I think we call them the mighty All Blacks oh, no. over here. <laughs> Does mighty mean stupid there, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, a, you're a mighty good bloke. <laughs> hey, uh, Thank Tom. you. <laughs> Tom, you want to go next? Yeah, I'll go next, boys. Um, I've got a little honourable mention. Oh, oh good. Um, uh, this one, I couldn't I, – I, there wasn't enough on it to make it the full story, but I think it's pretty brilliant. Um, as we all know, one of Australia's favourite sports is NASCAR. Um, it's just watching a whole bunch of rednecks drive around in circles, which if you're driving through Canberra, just mm. stop and watch a couple of those roundabouts. You get pretty much a feel for the sport there. <laughs> Do they, um, it's like a less they, civilised summer nats, is it, Tommy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, they, can they turn right, those drivers? I No, they've got steering lock. So they actually just sit there. Oh, they just smoke durries and eat beef jerky pretty much the whole time. Um, <laughs> she sounds like a pretty good race. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. I'm in training to become a NASCAR uh, driver. Um, but uh, they told me actually I had to get into porn first, which is different to what the V8s do. But it's a... It's a <laughs> <laughs> the other way around down there. It's a, it's a prerequisite. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I didn't get through the interviews. Um but guys, casting I calls, am, I think they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Casting calls, casting yeah. couch. They, they sent me a picture of a sofa, and I was like, I'm not sitting on that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you don't have to sit. And I was like, oh, awesome. Um, <laughs> so accommodating. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but guys. Oh, wait, it's my bath there. 
I'm talking about one of the most famous NASCAR drivers, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yes. Mm. Um, and in 2007, he uh, he jumped ship to another team. Uh, jumped to a, more a ship. Successful t- <laughs> yeah, wow. On a boat. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, he joined a Hendrick Racing Team, uh, which is a lovely cucumber-infused gin. Uh, gin. Um, <laughs> all about the botanicals <laughs> of gin, Tony. <laughs> all, yeah, big time. Uh, Low-fat tonic, though, as you all know. Um <laughs> But, but he, he, <laughs> Tommy's cocktail, Tommy's yeah. cocktail podcast. <laughs> Write that down. Uh, um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, my other podcast. Oh, I've got a gin podcast. Go. It's What's called Drops one? of Juniper. Drops of Juniper. <laughs> <laughs> and it has the uh, the backing of Train. That music He licenses the song. Yeah. <laughs> um, Drops but of juniper. And just he, a reminder, uh, everyone, don't get the juniper in your hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, God. Um, I shall kick on. Thank uh, God for that. So he, he joined a more – in 2007, he joined a more successful uh, racing team called the Hendrick Racing Team, mm. and he went on to win – Hundreds of not hundreds. That's hyperbole. <laughs> he went on to win. He went on to win Millions. a lot of titles. He's the most successful NASCAR driver of all time. But the little-known fact is the team that he left was called DEI, which stood for Dale Earnhardt Inc. So oh, he left his he left own his... racing team to join wow. another one. Did um, DEI so continue? That, no, they did. No, 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 no. They it was so it was, they he's just d- it d- uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. So it's, it was named <laughs> just yeah, I. It's called him. Just um, called I. Oh, <laughs> um, but that was obviously the team was named after his father, Dale, Dale Earnhardt Sr. Um, yeah, because mm. it's a really cool name, so I might as well call my kid that. Um, mm. but yes, they they um, yeah, he left his own racing team and it went into it went into liquidation. That's very he good. Joined another team. Yeah. Um, so family dinners would have been fun. Um, but I have my least favorite sporting person that I'm talking about as a trader. And I know how Barney said he's comfortable using the T word with uh, Sonny Bill Williams. Well, when I talk about Bill Belichick, I like to use the C word. Um, <laughs> Coach. But I'm not, I'm not going to. Um, Bill Belichick. He was uh, an assistant coach at the the New York Jets in the '99 season under Bill Parcells, and Bill Parcells was was going to retire uh, or resign, not resign. He was going to resign. Um, <laughs> and at the end of the '99 season, the Jets had finished with a record of eight and eight. They were they had an absolute stinker, and Parcells was like, "Nah, this is me. I'm done, boys." And in the contract. Uh, Bill Belichick was the 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 next successor. So they were just going to hand in the 2000 season. It was going to be handed over to um to Bill Belichick to run the Jets. And Belichick had followed um, Parcells around. He'd already coached with him at the Patriots. Um, he'd coached with him at the Browns, and now he was at the Jets with him. And Belichick was going to take over the reins and, and and sort of build this New York Jets team. Um, but in January January third and fourth, this is 48 hours where. The, the shit hit the fan and <laughs> the uh, the Jets uh, were they were about to make the announcement of Bill Parcells resigning and and they wanted to do like a, a, a handing over the baton sort of thing and they were going to do two birds one stone they're going to do the Parcells <laughs> what are all these metaphors gonna, what basically <laughs> it was metaphor fest in New York <laughs> yeah which yeah. is uh, yeah, yeah. but they put the cart before the horse, and yeah. um, as they had a result, t- what they had two cups on the table. <laughs> one was half full, one was half empty, and uh, <laughs> wait, we, you're what an amazing festival to go to, by the way. Metaphor fest, fest. Heads on it, <laughs> yeah. so. metaphor fest. How would you describe it? It was yeah. all right. <laughs> 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 when you stop being metaphor bearing, that would be amazing. Um, uh, <laughs> um, so now there's a podcast name. <laughs> yeah. a metaphor yeah. podcast. Metaphor bearing. Metaphor bearing. Right. Yeah, um, right. yeah you should have another one called Metaphor Dickheads. Um, <laughs> Minus me, I said minus me before you, need to you said do that. Your po- you need to do metaphor skin. Yeah, and it's yeah. your um, it's your like beauty regime. <laughs> it's, it's, it's my circumcision <laughs> podcast. 
Yeah. Uh, how to break it to your kids. Um, <laughs> how can you do a, it'd be a circumcision podcast, but you'd be set, you'd having top tips. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Well, or, and then the last uh, segment will be called the snip. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But guys, 2000, uh, January 4th, 2000, Bill Belichick is, is waiting for this press conference to start and he's down in the, in the weights room, just on the treadmill and he's in his famous hoodie get up. And, one of the one of the HR the HR sort of people of um of the Jets saw him get off the treadmill, ignore him completely, put on a massive trench coat and a briefcase, and walk out of the facility. And he was like, "That's a bit." <gasps> he that's was a, a bit spy weird. or right? a flasher. Or, it was one of the two. Or his Inspector um, Gadget. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So he, the morning of the press conference, this is like 4 a.m. and he was on the treadmill and he seemed antsy and he seemed a bit anxious. And then Bill Belichick returned about three hours later and cancelled the press conference, cancelled the double press conference anyway. So Bill Parcells was still going to re- re- resign, but they were. he was like, I want Bill to have his moment in the sunshine. I want him to be able to go out on his own terms. I don't think we should have the, the, dual, the dual presentation and they're like, okay, something's up because he's just left in a flashes get up with a briefcase, um, <laughs> and now and now he's come back and he's he said he wants you know to what it cancel. is NASCAR got a hold of him. <laughs> yeah. like he's auditioning yeah. for NASCAR. Yeah, NASCAR, you have to do it first. Oh, remember? sorry, first. It, yes. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, and he came back covered in milk, which I thought was weird. Um, <laughs> All right. Mate. Well, that's because in the NASCAR, you drink milk when you win, okay? Oh. Get your mind out of the gutter, you, do you dirtbag. Yeah, you do. Uh, you um, drink milk when you win. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those weird sporting things that the winner the, drinks a, a gallon the, of the, milk. Yeah, the Indy 500. <laughs> yeah. You'd always yeah. want to throw the race, wouldn't you? That's a, quite a hefty thing to yeah. you know, drink down. Oh. Well, I tell you, I'd spend the rest of the day gassy. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. you'd be F and B all the way home. <laughs> I'd have yeah, to have oat milk, but that's, that's yeah. all right. I don't know um, if NASCAR's progressive enough for oat milk at this point, Tommy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Barney, don't come on. You never know. Don't, I mean, do the second and third place getters, do they spray, do they spray the milk? Off over milk, the, yeah, sour the milk because it just right. really gets out of there. Mm. Yeah. Um, and custard. But, is it all right if I continue or are we just oh, going to start doing no, ma- yeah. a whole of Maggie Beer's bloody pantry? What are we doing? <laughs> Who keeps milk in the pantry? Refrigerated, Tommy. No wonder it's off. Oh, <laughs> sorry, mate. Um, You've got somewhere to be, have you? What's on the server? Which cooking class? He's got seven other podcasts mate. to record. What, do you think those surfboards are going to shape themselves? <laughs> um... Come on, then push and on. All my clients, push all on. my clients. Mate, if I don't get them their surfboard, <laughs> but I get them surfboard in time, they're gonna eat themselves to death. So I need it. I need to get. You're the one doing 15 metaphors to explain that there was just two chairs for a bloody press conference. Just come on, push okay. on. Um, so he he then they they're all sitting there, and Bill Parcells has just resigned. And they're all sitting in their offices and they all decide that, well, I guess we're done for the day. They leave and they see as they walk past a barber shop in uh, New York, they see Bill Belichick sitting at a press conference table by himself. And in that in a day, he went. Shop. No, they walked. One of uh, Bill Parcells walked <laughs> to get a haircut, and he we're... saw in the barbershop window on the TV a press conference. Oh, Bill Belichick. Oh, I'm with yeah, Barney. It sounded like, more sense. It sounded like yeah. he was joining the barbers team. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's becoming yeah, he's a barber. Christ, how how yeah. drastic's his haircut that he has to hold the press conference? <laughs> uh, that's a big change, guys. Yeah. I'm thinking of getting a top knot. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, got you all here together. Oh, what's today? that time? <laughs> Swearing again. Twelve fifty-four. Unbelievable. Come on then. Finish. I give up. Um, and basically, Bill Belichick. So where is he? One day, <laughs> in the same day, he was meant to be. He's meant to be made head coach of the New York Jets. He basically got on the got on his own secret secret po- uh, press conference yeah. and announced that he was taking a job <laughs> a at the Patriots press conference. <laughs> well, no one knew shop. about it. It was a secret. <laughs> yeah, it was only the people in the queue. How did the press know then, Tommy? <laughs> I've held secret huh? press conferences at home too. <laughs> Don't bring the cameras. No journalists. <laughs> no, tell no one about it. But I'm going to sit down with the microphone. 
That's why he left with the trench coat on. <laughs> I'm holding it secret. <laughs> did you send There's out the lot. secret press release? Yes, I did not send that. <laughs> it was written on invisible ink. <laughs> so this is um, crazy. I just faxed a blank piece of paper to everyone. <laughs> Are you guys? Are you guys okay? You got that out of your system? Bella checks up to something. I just got a blank piece of paper. Oh, <laughs> what's happening on that TV He's saying nothing. Yeah, yeah. You you head down to the barber oh. shop and let's figure this out. <laughs> oh my god, I'm lost it. Uh, I think I'm gonna Bella check out of this have one, you, guys. Here we go. Uh, hey, have you finished? Can we? You could have just done. You should have just said he, he, he left the Jets and he went to the Patriots. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's, you it was more the that. whole thing about and how he happy. was there in a Jets track suit. <laughs> he held a meeting saying what they were going to do for next year. Okay, let's year. not go over it again. God. What players they were going to sign. And then he joined the Patriots in the same day, went on to win six championships. And the Jets Why didn't you just tell about that the first since. time? All right, my guy. Well, that's because you guys kept too, stopping me. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> very good, Tommy. It was a very good story. Mm. Oh, you great. Got, you really guys good. are a pack of dick. And now I'm going to look like an idiot. You're a dickhead. Um, yeah, that's it, basically. <laughs> that's all the notes I had. <laughs> Tommy's busy writing his review for next week. <laughs> yeah. Mate, I'm not on next. You guys ruined my story. <laughs> oh, you guys. I'm going to stay on oh, this. What? Oh. Bloody hell. 12.57. Oh, this edit's going to be a pain. Uh-huh. Hey, um, I just you- cut my story out because you guys pretty much talked over it, so it's fine. <laughs> it's whatever. a good story. Yeah. Don't, come on. It's, it's a very great good. story, Tommy. It's all. <laughs> <laughs> he's putting his hood up. He's taking his headphones out. He's, 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 <laughs> he's, he's moving done. away. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got no pants on. <laughs> he's... Yeah. If you're watching, he's he's, he's, yeah. he's moved away it's, from the microphone. He's got, are, you, are you not wearing any pants? No, they're, they're just written up. I've got pants. Oh, Tommy, it looks oh, like you're go. holding a. It looks like you're holding a secret press conference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I secretly hate all of you. <laughs> Uh, there's Tommy's secret announcement, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we're going to push on here. I'm going to be pretty quick oh, with mine. Okay. Um, I don't know how we can top that, to be honest. Oh, you can't. So I'll just say this. There's a bloke called Hayward Workman. He yep. became a basketball referee. Do you want to do yours next, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that entry? Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, I guess this is what I was wanted to bring up. For a, yep. a, an athlete, you know, whether it's a basketball player, football or whatever, for them to become an official, Yep. Is that becoming a trader? Because are you changing teams in the – it's almost like oh, the way yeah. I think about it is, you know, Frank Abagnale Jr. in Catch Me If You Can. Yes. At the end, how he joined the feds because he had the intel on what the criminals were doing. So it's kind of like when these guys – He's a dirty rat. <laughs> yeah. But also when these yeah. officials become – sorry, players become officials, they then know the tricks of the trade that the players are doing to get away with stuff. Mm. That's my right. point. Like Paul Rifle. So you're, you're pretty Paul much saying Rifle. he's an informant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is this a tra- yeah? Paul Rifle's a perfect example. So there's been three NBA players: um, Hayward Workman, um, and two other guys: Bernie Fryer and Leon Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie Fryer and Leon Wood. Mm-hmm. So Hayward Workman, he he was had the best career out of him. Eleven year NBA career, played for a bunch of teams: um, Raptors, Bucks, um, Pacers. He actually was the other starting guard. Do you remember that famous game, Reggie Miller versus Spike Lee? Uh, 1994 playoffs, Reggie went off for 25 points in the last quarter. Workman is the other guy that you don't remember. Oh, wow. He was the starting point guard. Reggie was the starting shooting guard. Um, Had an amazing career. And then after that, decided I'm going to become a basketball referee. Problem is he became a ref quite quickly. So he was still refereeing guys that were his teammates. So because he played with Ray Allen, um, uh, at the Bucks, he played with Vince Carter at the Raptors, so those guys were still playing, and he'd call a foul on them, and they'd be like, "Come on, you used to do that and get away with it, you know, you can't be doing that to us." So, uh, you know, that's kind of where my question lies: Is it cheating? Because you, you mentioned Paul Rifle, he obviously does it with the cricket. Now, Luke Patton did it with the NRL, the general. Yep. So he he became a video ref, um, and he was in the bunker. The general was in the bunker. I mean, 
Come on. <laughs> Brilliant. But he he officiated a grand final, 2013, where he was the video ref and ended up quitting in 2018, um, allegedly because he was copping too much abuse. Because remember they had a real bad run there, yeah. the bunker? He was yep. in there. Oh. He was the face of it. Yeah, but he, he also said that that wasn't the reason. He was just over it. Uh, another guy, Jordan Bannister, uh, an AFL player who played for Essendon and Carlton. He ended up mm. becoming an AFL umpire. Um, he was a gun as well. He yeah. was a good footy player. Yeah, and so it, uh, AFL too. That's a, that's a big call because AFL. It's um, like I mean the referees cop it plenty in NRL uh, and. I mean, the NBA, I suppose they cop it a bit, but the AFL, the crowd, uh, like yeah. they call them white maggots or yellow maggots, yeah. depending what colour they're wearing. Um, they, 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 it's like sport to abuse. Oh, absolutely. Abuse the umpire. Well, he and the funny thing, he the first game he ever umpired in 2012, he umpired an Essendon game. So the old club he used to play for, North Melbourne versus Essendon. Um, Essendon won by 740 points, <laughs> but they said. <laughs> A lot of 50-metre penalties. <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. lot of them. First time a goal umpire has ever given a 50, though, which is which <laughs> yeah. is uh, interesting. Um, anyway, uh, then there was, yes, Paul Rifle, um, and that's all my examples. <laughs> so what, so do, do, we think, do we think that's being yeah. a trader, like going from playing to officiating? Look – as no, the only person it's like getting a new job. That is an official. I'm a level. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a bit hypocritical here. Well, I'm a level 1B referee. Yes. Um, and do you mm. still play basketball? I do. You're at a very high level. Swish master? I am at it. Don't start this stuff. <laughs> I, don't, so, I don't belittle oh hockey. I've never belittled hockey on this program. <laughs> yeah, no, never. Do not start belittling <laughs> the game that I love. Uh, yeah, so I've, I would Mate, find it. I am so sick of your double dribbling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So what used to happen um, down there at Northern Beaches Indoor Sports Centre, Nabisque, mm. as we like to call it, I would yeah. uh, play in a game <laughs> and then I would ref the other two games would you, in uh, the same comp. Would you cross court to do that? <laughs> Another good penalty. Hosko, is there a way we can cut off Barney's um, <laughs> microphone? Keep it going, Hosko. The people love it. <laughs> <laughs> but I always wondered whether people thought I was then having any sway in the outcome of the, the next two games. Because they were in the same comp as me. And I can tell you right now, yes, I did. Oh, I used to yeah. cheat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Massively. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, but. You, you weren't even scheduled to umpire those games. <laughs> no. You because just, mainly you because I'm a referee, up. Nick, not an umpire. <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, mate. Oh, mate. I'm just. You've got to forgive Nick. He's never polished the boards the way you and I have, you know? <laughs> Listen, I'd love to be able to touch a net, but. Um... <laughs> uh, you, have to, you have to ask a net first. That's. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. And that's 100%. Um, <laughs> anyway, good news is our team is back to playing soon, July 2nd. We'll be back up there. At Are you Crow's back Nest. refereeing? No. A bit I've, of extra cash on you, the side? You know, I've never stopped refereeing in a way, Barney. <laughs> you know, in a way, I've never stopped, but I'm still yeah. registered. So if you are out there and you do need an official because uh, – Level 1B? I'm still – mate, level 1B. Do, do you have dreams of getting to level 1A? Level 1A, I believe – I'm glad we've, we've got into this, actually. Mm. I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time. Um, level mm. 1A, you needed to be able to ref at a CBA level. Yes. Which uh, is below – sorry, ABA. Commonwealth Bank of it Australia. ABA. Yeah. Mm. ABA. Level, well, <laughs> yeah, just, Commonwealth yeah, Bank Commonwealth of Australia. Australia. Well, you have to be able to referee <laughs> at a Commonwealth Bank <laughs> you, game. First you had, name's there. <laughs> you had an NAB account. I did. Yeah. Like, uh, conflict of interest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, no, I never made it. To my, in 2003, I was nominated to be the Manly Warringah Referee of the Year. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And wow. I, I You came, are so full of shit. I'm not full like, of shit. I was. Really and a guy, one of my best mates beat me, Derek Champion. Um, Derek Champion. Yeah, and he still has the trophy. Oh, he was the champion, Derek. He couldn't get a person hey. with the yeah. worst first name and the best last name. What hey. a bloody conflict. I'm seeing Derek yeah. on Saturday. Jeez, I hope he doesn't listen to that. Mate, he is the Derek champion. <laughs> Mate. Derek, Derek, Derek of the year every year. Well, he still has the trophy. That's why they used to call me at Fox Sports. Yeah, Derek. <laughs> Derek. Oh, you knew about that. <laughs> Yeah, we, yeah. we thought we did that behind yeah. your back. Um, <laughs> anyway, he still has the trophy, and he'll often just take a photo of it and send it to me around September when the um, <laughs> when the anniversary wow. of him winning referee of the year. And it's that one that got away for me, guys. You know, mm. people Heidi yeah. talks oh, about cool. his grand finally cool. missed. Oh, it's yeah. cool that you and Derek are both really living life to the fullest. We that's are. what you're doing every September. We are. 
Uh, and I still have the black and whites in the cupboard. Occasionally, the wife will get me to get them out. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. Pop Can we play a game of hide the whistle? Call, call, call a travel. Call, like <laughs> call a travel. Uh, yeah. anyway. a, little, a little lovely game of hide the whistle. Gets me. Oh, hey, that's my wife. Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, my other claim to fame is I once teed up David Kosh. So Kosh. What club did you use? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> technical foul, Tommy. You? I once blew a technical oh, foul on Koshi. No, what Koshi is oh, Koshi is a dirty player. He's a big man. He's about 6'10", and he's, he, he thinks he's Dennis Rodman, so he tries to get every re- rebound. But he's also got a bit of a gut on him, so he throws his gut around and he runs into the back of people. <laughs> and I just – I warned him a couple of times. I said, Koshi, like, come on, mate. This isn't Sunrise. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm Does in charge. Who are, you? Who are you? Koshi or the cash cow? Yeah, Come on, get it together, right. son. So I, he, and then he got chirpy, and I teed him up, and I told him to take a. I said, take a seat. That's it. You're done. You know it's done. Does he take a Does seat. he want a surfboard? <laughs> Does he want a surfboard? <laughs> <laughs> every chance Koshi wants a surfboard. All right, I, I don't even know if that was the story. I just wanted to somehow get into the, the fact that I nearly won referee of the year, and I think I got into that. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Bloody Derek champion. Oh, mate. I'm going to try and steal that trophy off him on Saturday. All right, Nick, try and top that. <laughs> wow. It's, yeah. uh, it's going to be difficult. Well, I'm going to take you uh, boys and girls back to the year 2000. So mm. Baja Men, who <laughs> left the dogs out, yep, uh, was number one. No, it didn't actually. Oh, it was number one in New Zealand. I think it was number two everywhere else. It was um, 97, I think it was released. So, yeah, number one in New Zealand <laughs> would, be, yeah. would make sense. <laughs> that's because yeah. it was for three years running, Barney. Yeah. It's actually weirdly. That's <laughs> right. It was at Prime Minister's press conference. We're going to solve this mystery. Yeah. <laughs> Who those dogs here? We're going to yeah. sing it until we know. Yeah. Did they um, ever find Helen out? Clark actually got elected on that um, promise as well. <laughs> It was John um, Keys. That's who it was. Yeah. Do you know what that was? That was our own G- JFK. Um, that's, that's, uh, this movie's about it. And uh, apparently the uh, dogs went, uh, got let out back and at the back into the left. <laughs> Was it? And they ran through the grassy knoll, didn't they? Yeah. It was. Yeah. Well, they they did a poo, and then someone had to pick it up and on the grassy knoll, and then was, that's yeah. the last that we, uh, we heard of it. But um, so anyway, the year two thousand, uh, Baja Men, uh, but also uh, the America, uh, the America's Cup in yachting, ladies and gentlemen, was once again New Zealand's Cup, because you'll all remember that uh, famous. That famous um, commentator saying those exact words, the America's Cup is now once again New Zealand's Cup. And then obviously the world um, stood up and clapped and that was great. Um, <laughs> and the lights went off at Mountain Smoke. <laughs> 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 and back on again. <laughs> um, so we won. It was a great, it was, it was a great time, uh, boy. Uh, we actually even... Um, for the, Winyard, there's a lot, a lot of places in Auckland that were built because of that. So Winyard Quarter, which is down in the waterfront and Bredemart and stuff, was all built again um, f- to host the America's Cup. Yeah. Um, I so, know how you feel, Nick, because in, in 2000, um, we built some stuff for 2000 here, hmm. didn't we, in Sydney? We, we had a little sporting event called the Olympics. I don't know if you guys... Saw any of oh, that, that, or were you just that, busy with your that, sailing? Were you? Well, mate, we listen. Is that it's no Commonwealth Games, mate? But um, <laughs> we. But I don't know if I'd be bragging about that stadium out at Homebush. What a dump! It was good at the time. Uh, we also renamed our city to Sydney uh, for a period of time there as well. Mm. Sydney, best yes. Olympic Sydney. Games ever. Mm. Sorry, Nick. Oh, back to it? your ah. Yeah, so we w- we won two thousand. Um, the the, the kind of the main reason we we won it was a guy called Russell Coots and uh, another guy called Brad uh, Butterworth and what they did was they we had a ticker tape parade for them we um, everyone um, you know ripped up little bits of paper and in, in celebration <laughs> just to, um, to they were uh, to, they were excluded from the investigation of who let the dogs out they were above suspicion. <laughs> 
Yes, for one day, for one day, we we put that case aside and we all came together as a nation. That's and beautiful. We, and I'll tell you we, who it uh, wasn't. All... It wasn't Russell Coots. That's who it wasn't. <laughs> all right. So uh, Russell Coots and uh, Brad Butterworth. Yeah, and integral. We had a ticket tape parade and everything. We uh, the whole country lined Queen Street um, to to welcome them uh, home as America's Cup winners. Fast forward to 2003 and Russell Coots, he decides that New Zealand isn't the, the place he wants to sail for. He wants to go to Alinghi, which is an Italian um, uh, boat. And, <laughs> an um, Italian dish. <laughs> an Italian dish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if you have a panic order, that's what you mainly order. Um, I'll have the Alinghi, thanks. And um, so he, 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 he turned on us. He went there not only once but twice. He went to Alinghi in 2003 and then 2000, uh, when was it? Um, another time he went to Oracle. <laughs> uh, Just yes. it anyway, up. so he took a third of the um, 2000 American Cup winning team. He took them uh, away from the, the New Zealand uh, winning team and they were known as turncoots. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in New Zealand called them turncoots and it was this big massive campaign. So much so that an advertising company for the next America's Cup started this, um, this campaign called the Black Hearts campaign, which basically said, um, uh, you you have to like almost bleed or be um, so proud of New Zealand that you have black hearts. And but it was also it, it kind of it started out as like yeah we're supporting our country, but actually it was like it just re-emphasized um, that we missed our really good sailors. <laughs> 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 because it meant that we were really sad rather than supporting our country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, that must be a depressing time. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was more of a mourning uh, uh, advertising campaign. And so much so, Russell Coots' wife um, had like black hearts posted po- like post-it notes on her um on her car and um oh, that's wow. how it, that's how serious it got guys <laughs> yeah, so it New Zealand. that's horrendous yeah mm. so um so obviously the army was called in and um <laughs> and uh, dave sorted it out, sort out. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, willie apiata sorted it out um weird, it would have been better just to call in the navy since you're dealing with sailing nick well, as you know, Barney in New Zealand, he always does two jobs. So <laughs> he does both. He does both. He's a slashy. So, mm. Yeah, he's a slashy. <laughs> um, so he he basically did it twice. But the, the hardest thing that I want to talk to you about is that the fact that he did it twice, and that the team that he went to um, against New Zealand, he won both times. So he won the America's Cup. Without New against Zealand, so New Zealand? It's, yeah. Against Did the commentator Zealand, say yeah. it's now the Coots Cup because he seems to be the guy that wins <laughs> it all the time? Yeah, well, but was Coots the one that blew it when you had no, the? No, no, was Barker, he on? So, all right. Yeah, Dean Barker. So Spittle, um, who's an Australian That's guy. Right, oh, talking of turncoats. Yeah, I know. Um, Spittle, Australia, American Oracle. Um, so New Zealand. So they started that uh, series. He had to get to nine races to win. And um, Oracle were caught cheating um, by putting like weights in the boat or something like that. So they started the whole finals competition on negative two. So um, it was a shoo-in. We were eight one up. So we only had to win one more race. Yeah. And uh, then we um, we <laughs> lost, it's a lot lost of eight in a row. You <laughs> defecated in the bed. Yeah, and then they and had Dean the... Barker hasn't been, and then Dean Barker is not allowed back in New Zealand because <laughs> it, it got to eight all, didn't it? And then they had the super lap. Yeah. yeah. Then... <laughs> <laughs> and Ian Smith. Yeah. You guys blew yeah. it, it was on just the super a whole lap. bunch of super tacking. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, Nick? Yeah. I was yeah. certain you were going to do Ben Stokes. Mm. What's happened? Have, has your nation uh... forgiven him? Again, we're trying not to think about the super over again. It's too, it's too talking about black hearts. It's, I feel like if he's not really a turncoat for us because he never actually played for New Zealand first. Like, gotcha. he was brought up yeah, there, you're quite but right. He's kind of like, we gave him all the skills and obviously, um, you know, all of the confidence to be the best player in the world, but. <laughs> Uh, and that's just the thing we do in New Zealand. But at the same time, 
you know, he went out there and he bought that he bought that plane ticket himself. We essentially he's on our OE, an overseas experience is what we call it. Right. And he's come back. <laughs> Just have he's a on a contiki. He's on a contiki. He's on a gap year. Yeah, right. Okay. So, All right, right, no fair. But enough. yeah, but Russell mm. Cooks, yep. yeah, he's um he's he's yeah. But apparently um there's talk that Russell Cooks might be back to New Zealand um for the next one. So looks like we're gonna win it again. Fingers crossed. And there is uh we'll we won't update people on this podcast. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. No, sure. So that's fine. <laughs> as long as we can promise yes, that. We promise can we do we some sort not... of secret press release for that? <laughs> yes, we promise to not do a secret press release on that. Um, is that you done um, there, Nick? Because that was very good. Yeah, for, mm. Guys, yeah very, very I, I much hate so. to say it, but it was, that was a wonderful podcast. Mm. Um, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I yeah. love never telling a story. <laughs> Oh, tell me, tell me. It was very I, funny. I think that's the you funniest told a story. story. That's the funniest story you've ever told. Um, yeah. So, yes, that was the <laughs> Professor and Barney podcast. Once again, we encourage you to get on, leave a five-star review. Mm. Um, also, we are a vodcast on KO Sports and also our Facebook page. Make sure you watch us. Um, Hosco, feel free to roll in the closing music now. This is us saying farewell, adieu. Um, Tommy, have you got anything for us next week? Uh, no, not yet. No, no, Seb. You sure? It's just not a secret, Tommy? Or? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I'll make sure to talk over your stuff too. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tommy's off to do his sulking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what is your sulking podcast called? Uh, it's called... Try and meet, try and work with the three pricks I work with. <laughs> <laughs> He's even given up on his titles. <laughs> All right, that was the Professor and Barney podcast. We will see you and you will listen to us next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.